This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. In 2000, executives at Korea-based LG Electronics set the goal of becoming a top three player in the market by the close of the decade. One year early, in 2009, the company had achieved its goal and saw revenues increase from $5.6 billion in 2004 to more than $13 billion in 2010. Michael Ahn guided the branding effort for LG Electronics North America before stepping down as the group's president and CEO last year. In a recent conversation with Knowledge at Wharton, he named patience, consumer-targeted marketing, and achieving synergy among different divisions as key to the company's rapid transformation from a relatively obscure maker of commodity goods to a premium brand. So, Michael Ann, thank you so much for joining us today. I am happy to be here. I would love to start by talking about a little bit about the consumer electronics industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, competition in the industry often seems to focus on finding the next big blockbuster product, yes. uh, such as the iPod or the Wii. Do you believe it is possible for all electronic firms to create such products? And if not, how should they position themselves in this market? Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, Consumer electronics industry was divided by uh, hardware and software and contents. However, there is a trend that those hardware and software and contents are combined together. Like uh, 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 smartphone and smart TV in the future and so on. So the trend is providing total service to consumers. That is new trend, I believe, so that uh, consumers can get uh, such information anywhere, anytime. That's a new trend. Okay. So uh, I know that uh, smartphone has been so popular in the market, and next generation of uh, you know. T- uh, television could be smart TV at home. So, do you believe that the next big blockbuster uh, product will be a smartphone or smart smart television? Yeah. And how will it change the competitive dynamics of the consumer electronics market? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, in consumer electronics uh, industry, next blockbuster will be smart TV at home and smartphone for you know, uh, you know consumers who are working and talking uh, out of the home. So uh, so far, the company was different, content-wise and software-wise and hardware-wise, but in the future, those uh, three areas will be combined together. So we need a big cooperation among those different, you know, industries, content industry and software industry, as well as hardware industries. So consumers want one-shop service, right? Mm. Right. 
I'd also like to ask you about the evolution of Korean multinationals. So when the large Korean companies like LG and Samsung emerged on the global stage, other Asian companies, uh, specifically Japanese companies like Sony, Matsushita, Hitachi, were already established in the market. Uh, how did the globalization strategy of Korean companies compare with those of you know the previous generation of Japanese multinationals? Over the uh, last few centuries, uh, decades, we have learned a lot from Japan, Japanese companies. Even uh, 10 years ago, uh, Korean companies' revenue or their you know, status was much smaller than Japanese companies. Nowadays, we are competing each other very much, and uh, in some areas, Korean companies is doing a bit better than Japanese companies, like uh, some mobile phones and televisions and some home appliances. So the world has been changed dramatically in such a short period. Maybe next comer could be Chinese. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next. Mm. You know, if we look at Asia today, mm. Chinese multinationals from China and India are trying to enter the world stage. Uh, what lessons can they learn from the globalization path that the Korean companies took? The uh, most important area could be uh, uh, you know, developing, you know, uh, product based on consumers' needs and behavior and trend. So, for example, American consumers are very different from Asian consumers. European com consumers are different from uh, American consumers. So we do better to find out such a different point and de develop right product for those market. That's the key for success, I believe. Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, when you say these consumers in different parts of the world are different, mm. how are they different and how does that drive your product strategy? Especially in home appliance, you know, uh, consumers you know, needs is different, market by market, even region by region. So we'd better to find out such a point and develop new product based on those differentiation point. So, uh, but uh, mobile phones, it's almost the same all over the world. Television uh, also very similar. But the timing of introduction is different country by country, market by market, you know. Coming now to LG Electronics, mm. under your leadership, the company saw its revenues increase 20% a year, from 5.6 billion in 2004 mm -hmm. to more than 13 billion in 2010. Could you explain what was your 
strategy in driving this performance? Uh, yes. Uh, when I came to USA uh, early year 2004, LG brand was almost an unknown brand at that time. And I thought that without having premium brand, growth could be limited and we couldn't uh, make a profit with such a low-end brand like Gold Star. So we thought that building premium brand and well-known brand is most important for future growth. So we have focused on building LG as a premium brand over the last several years. And we were actually very successful in brand management and building LG as a premium brand. Uh, what is the role of leadership in brand building? Uh, the leader's role uh, uh, should be uh, consistent in brand management or brand building. So brand building, it takes long time and it costs huge money. So building uh, consumer's perception in the mind takes a long time. That's why we should be consistent in strategy-wise and philosophy-wise. If not, consumers are very confused with our brand strategy, all right? So most, you know, mostly important thing is that Leaders should be consistent with brand strategy, brand building and maintenance strategy. What were some of the main obstacles you faced in building LG's brand in the US? And how did you overcome those barriers? We have talked about that issue in the car together with uh, our colleagues. and. Uh, uh, most, uh, you know, barrier, obstacle is that uh, people in the company is not so patient in brand uh, building. So it takes a long time, but they are they were not so patient. They need uh, uh, big revenues and volumes in short period. That was big obstacle for us to overcome. We need some patience to build a brand as a premium brand. How, how did you overcome that obstacle? Uh, we uh, tried to get uh, consensus together. We tried hard to persuade people to be more consistent and to be very uh, you know, the, the uh, patient about the result. They need a lot of volumes. It doesn't matter by OEM business or by brand business, right. especially factory people. So that was a big obstacle. Even salespeople, they want to sell big quantities at low, low price because they are compensated 
by sales volume, incentives. So they don't mind about brand building, they mind of their incentives. That was an issue. Uh, you also realigned LG North, LG's North American operations into a single consolidated business structure. Uh, mm -hmm. What was your objective in doing that? And how did your streamlining the operations fit into your overall strategy for LG Electronics in the U.S.? Before I came to USA, uh, you, uh, North American operation was divided by three uh, groups, mobile phone uh, business group and consumer electronics business group and home appliance business group. So they were working each other differently. So with uh, such a structure, we couldn't uh, create any synergy. We couldn't generate any synergy. That's why we combined those three groups into one under me so that we can generate some synergies. And we can, as we use one brand for all those business, synergy generation is very important. Hmm. Today, almost every company swears by innovation. Uh, what was your approach to encouraging innovation at LG Electronics? Mm. How did you ensure that the best ideas surfaced and were implemented? Mm. Can you give any examples? That's a really good question. You know, uh, if we want to build some brand as a premium brand, we need differentiated and innovative product and service. Without such a innovation and differentiation, I think that we cannot build premium brand. So innovation and differentiation is the key for success to build a premium brand. So we have challenged R&D center and design center and product planning group to develop differentiated and innovative product year over year. Not only challenge, but also uh, you know, cheer up uh, those people and encourage those people and support them uh, a lot. And some years later, we can see the result. We have introduced a lot of differentiated product. Later. For example, washing machine case. We came to USA with our uh, differentiated washing machine just about seven to eight years ago. And in front-loading washer-dryer, we became number one from four years ago with 24% market share. We are still number one there. If we include uh, some uh, brand, OEM brand, our market share could be more than 40% in that market. That was possible with innovations like a steam washer dryer, allergy care washer dryer, self-diagnostic washer dryer, and colorful cabinet of washer dryer.
That was all our innovations. Okay. Any other examples in other products where the same approach worked? Yeah, even uh, even a refrigerator. We were one of the first company to introduce three-door uh, French-door refrigerator. In case of four-door refrigerator, we were the first company to introduce four-door French-door refrigerators. Another good example is there we have also about 23% market share. Just the brand only. That's, that's amazing. Mm. Uh, during the course of your career, what would you say is the biggest leadership challenge that you have faced? Uh, how did you deal with that challenge? Mm. And what did you learn from it? Uh, there are uh, a lot of leaders' role, uh, you know, including giving uh, visions and strategy to people and upgrading uh, uh, organizations' capabilities and coaching people during the you know, achieving pro process. Among them, upgrading uh, capability was really difficult when the brand was unknown in the market. But when brand was well known in the market, recruiting top talents was much easier than before. So <laughs> that was a big challenge, not now, but in the past. Uh, how do you define success? LG. Success. How do you define success? So. I don't understand what you mean, uh, define success. Uh, uh, what is your personal definition of success? Ah, okay. When we achieve our vision, then we believe uh, we are successful. Okay. So uh, we set up our vision at year 2000 to become global top three player by year 2010. Actually, uh, our company achieved those vision at year 2009. So we were successful in achieving those visions. Now, now our new vision is that we want to become number one company by year 2020. We are trying hard to become number one company in our industries by year 2020. Okay, that's, that's great. Uh, I think that's all the questions I have. Are there any questions that I should have asked you but I haven't? Uh, not now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.